Hi, it's Five Kids Deep here, and we are coming at you with a podcast and topic today that I don't have any idea what it is. Amada has been holding this one back for me, so go ahead, Amada, tell us what we're talking about today. So I want to talk about the, you know, elephant in the room, which is COVID, like how COVID has affected us and the good and the bad and the ugly with our kids and everything we've had to endure going through this um i can easily go back to when you know covid wasn't a thing yet and me and nick had met and i met the girls and the girls met the boys <laughs> and then we all met which i it was at mel's remember we I took do them remember. all to mel's to eat dinner really quick and they met and um they all got along. It was pretty cool. Um, there's a big age difference between um, Nick's girls and my boys. But for the most part, you know, they got along pretty well. Um, so COVID, I wanted to talk about, you know, how one year ago, I wouldn't be doing some of the things that I'm doing now, either with my kids, work, or, you know, anything. Like these huge major changes that we've had to make to you know get used to and change our lives completely um and i say that with you know so many different you know ways like homeschooling and you know teaching our kids manners you know even though they're not around other kids or other people just manners you know just so they can be good little human beings yeah, and it's been challenging to do that because the dynamics have shifted so much. So everyone's trying to figure out how to do that now. And uh, I just think it's funny, like the vid, that's what we're talking about. We we saw the Kevin Hart comedy thing on Netflix. Funny. It's pretty funny. Check it out if you if you like Kevin Hart and you want to you know, check out his perspective. But uh, Kevin Hart actually had COVID. And I mean, as time has gone on, we, you know, we know people that have contracted COVID, family members, friends. I actually think we had COVID. Yeah, we think we had COVID. Because back in like when But November it was December, December of 2019. Yeah, we... Before it became more mainstream. Exactly. We got super horribly sick. I thought I was like, dying of the man flu. Yeah, Nick w thought he was just not going to make it. It was super hilarious to watch. <laughs> but I know he was really sick. But um, yeah, I remember when I was sick, it was horrible. Like it's patient zero. Right? <laughs> um, I had super bad fever, body aches. I was like delusional. I swear I was like ODing myself off of like Theraflu and Dayquil and anything I could possibly find in the store that says flu on it because I thought I was like not going to make it either. It was just super bad. And then a couple months later, we hear that there's a thing and now it's called COVID. And so me and Nick were like, oh my God, we, we had that. We had all the symptoms. But um, we haven't taken the test yet. I know um, his mom is actually, yeah, has been telling us to take the antibody test to find out if we've had it or not. But, you know, regardless, um, I see it. This is how I see it. If we're going to get it, we're going to get it. We have children that go from, you know, our house to their other parents' house to family's house, you know, to friends. Yeah. And it's just so hard to try to, you know, be like, oh, we're not going to get it. We're going to quarantine. We're going to do this. We're going to yeah. do that. I was joking. It's like Russian roulette. Like every time we get our kids back, it's like, is the bullet in the chamber this time? Yeah, right? You know, because it's like, we, we, never, don't know. we don't know. We don't know where they've been. Know. We could completely stay home and not go nowhere or yeah. do anything. But, you know, like I know my boys, you know, they go with their dad and his wife and um, 
they also have, you know, two other girls and, you know, one of, you know, the girls has a different household as well. So it's just all these, you know, all these different scenarios and situations where we could possibly get it. But I honestly feel like we're so immune to like all of our kids germs and <laughs> maybe even COVID. So, I mean, yeah. I highly doubt, you know, that hopefully knock on wood that we'll get it. But, um, so yeah, so I wanted just to highlight some things. I was actually like washing dishes a minute ago and telling Nick, like, it's so crazy. Cause like a year ago from today, I would never have thought that I would have to like quarantine so much or be home so much, or honestly even be a teacher to our kids. You know, like, you know, I have a teenager who's in high school. I have, you know, my other son who's fourth grader. Then we have the twins who are in kindergarten. Then we have Allie who we're trying to potty train. Yeah. You know, we have all the ages and it's so crazy how, you know, from one minute to another, our life has changed so drastically. And this is the norm. This is the norm, not only for us, but for like the whole world. And it's interesting because we, we talk about it, but you know, it's, there's so many different societal changes based on this too. Just even being a, someone that's employed, like, you know, if you go to work and you, you know, cough or sneeze in front of somebody, oh, yeah. you know, as you tend to do sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, they get really scared and like some people get offended and they want you to, to like get out of there or they get out of there because they're afraid. And it's like it just something that was culturally okay in the past is just not okay anymore. Yeah. It's so crazy. Cause like, just a couple weeks ago, you know, I had allergies and I'm super sensitive to like the cold. So even if I walk around with my, you know, that socks on, which, you know, it's probably like a Hispanic myth. But if I walk around with that socks on and my feet touch the cold floor, you know, I start sneezing and coughing. And, and I did. I, I went to the post office early in the morning and I stood in line and I could not stop coughing and sneezing. I know wearing the mask doesn't help because my throat gets dry, you know, and it, it's just crazy. And it's funny because people were like backing away from me. And in my head, I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Like I have allergies. I am sneezing because of this, you know, allergies outside and I'm coughing because of the mask. It was just a mess, but it gets embarrassing. And it's just sad to think that, you know, we just have to be so careful and aware of our surroundings and you just never know you know you could easily you know go outside and talk to a neighbor and they could you know have it or you know whatnot and or a family member you can go and visit family and hug your mom and she probably has it we just don't know it's just so hard but what i was just trying to you know again uh bring up and talk about was you know just how our life has changed with our kids yeah i, I was just going to mention like the other day um, I, I take our kids to the park that's really close to our house, just in the same neighborhood. And they, you know, they're playing. And, uh, you know, of course, I try to do things with my kids where they don't have to wear a mask. So, you know, we have, you know, I had what, Aiden and all the girls with me. And they're playing. And I saw people walking by. And I would never think this before. But now since COVID, like, like are they going to look at me like I'm breaking the rules are they gonna smile like and be friendly or are they gonna be hostile towards me because i have my kids playing at the park right here you yeah. know i i would never think that before but now it's like i don't know what other people's perception of of me is because of how i'm trying to you know enjoy time with my kids in an environment that i feel is safe for them 
Yeah, and, and yeah. it's sad because just even, you know, the small, simple pleasures and stuff that we've been used to doing with our kids, like taking them to the park, like we have to be so cautious and be like, oh my God, you know, are we going to get in trouble? Like the other day when we were at the park, yeah. I saw like the city of Brentwood, like a city of Brentwood truck. Rode yeah, by, rode yeah. by, and I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, are they going to stop and say something to us? You know, are they going to tell us that we can't have our kids at the park? Like, it, it was just, it was nerve-wracking, and it just, I felt so uncomfortable, and I was like, maybe we should just go home, you know, go home and quarantine like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, even anything that requires that our kids wear masks is difficult to do, too, except for your, your oldest son. He's, he always has a mask with him. He's always prepared, but all of our other kids, like, it's like, if we have to go somewhere that requires them to wear a mask, it's like. We have to remember all the details of that. Yeah, and not just that. Like if it's, it's an extra accessory. And they don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, who would want to? You know, that's not normal mm-hmm. for them. You know, so uh, even Aiden, who's nine, yeah. you know, he's like, Mom, I don't want to wear a mask. He'd rather stay in the car or stay home, you know, instead of going to the store. And he used to love going to the store because he always liked Takis. Especially you know? if it's a mask he's not comfortable wearing. Like yes. if you have like a floral mask yeah, or like even a Fortnite mask. You yeah, know, he gets so he, like, I'm not going to wear He only that. wants to wear something that's like cool cool to him. Yeah. Same with the girls. So it's like they have to have their mask with them. And like we're always trying to find out what happened to our mask. Like where is the mask? We need mask. Anyway, it's, it's just, it's one more thing to remember. It's not too big of a deal, but it's definitely a change to the way we live our lives. And there's no sense of when it'll end. Like, I, you know, who knows how long we'll have to wear a mask in public for. Yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, switching from our kids, you know, even though this podcast is about, you know, our five kids and us and a blended family and everything that comes with it, um, even work, you know, like having to work from home. I know you work from home you know, uh, even before COVID happened, but working from home, you know, like sitting side by side. And sometimes, you know, you're just sitting next to me and I'm like, can you lower your music or can you, you know, you just do stuff that like distracts me and I feel like I lose my focus and vice versa, you know, like Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I could be, you know, open up a second tab and start like online shopping and you're like, really, is that what you're doing? Like, are are you really working? Like, what are you doing? And it's just, Everything has changed so much. I'm not used to really working from home. Um, I'm used to driving all the way to work, which is in the East Bay. Yeah, but I think the the benefit of, of COVID is realizing the power of being able to work from home. You don't technically have to work from home. I think a lot of people are discovering that as long as they're, you know, they got an access point to the internet, they can pretty much work from anywhere. And a lot of people are taking advantage of that by finding like either places that they own as vacation property or they, they'll just go somewhere that's peaceful to them. And that, yeah, that's, and that's, that's like the silver lining in the mm-hmm. whole situation, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I understand there's a virus out there. It's deadly. It can, you know, cause lots of damage to your lungs. But that silver lining is that now you're home. Like right. I, one of my, you know, points that I was going to make was that now I get to spend this enormous amount of time with my kids, you know, before, um, Nick and the girls and COVID, my routine was crazy. You know, I would have to drop off, 
you know, one of my kids, you know, in middle school, the other one in elementary school, then I would have to haul my butt all the way to the East Bay and work. And then after that, leave work and then pick up the little one and then pick up the one in middle school and then do football and then do, you know, trainings. And even though they still do trainings in football during COVID, but just the all the driving, the running around, the scheduling, the trying to make things work. Like, I know I was watching that movie the other day, Bad Moms, and I so can relate. Because that's yeah. how I feel. Like, yeah. I feel like You're I'm constantly, yes, I'm their personal Uber driver. Because yeah. that's all I do is drive. I drive them here, I drive them there, trainings, football, school, you know. I know there's days, because your commute's like an hour each way, that you could only actually physically be in your office for about two hours yeah. before you'd have to turn and burn to, yep. you know start that process off again yeah so going back to you know what i was saying about being able to spend all this time with my kids like it's like a blessing in disguise because now i get to you know sit down and have conversations with my kids without thinking of like what's the next thing i have to do because there's nothing really i have to do but be home be home with them and you know when they're doing homeschooling or, or distance learning you know um it's it's so crazy to me that now I get to, you know, sit down with my, my youngest and spend all this quality time with him and teach him just like I did with my oldest. With my oldest, I used to do that all the time. I used to, you know, sit, he was my first. Like, you do everything with your first child, you know? Yeah. Everything, you know, they get the best of everything. And now I feel kind of, I know I feel blessed that now I get to do it with my, you know, Aiden because he's learning and appreciating and seeing everything that I get to do with him now, which also brings me to the point of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into gaming, we could talk about that, but I just wanted to ask your opinion. So you you see it as a blessing in disguise. What would you say to parents that maybe are already stay-at-home parents that don't see this as a blessing at all? In fact, they are driving themselves crazy knowing that their kids are now stuck with them at home. What would you say to parents that don't see that as a blessing and are are distraught because they're stuck at home with their entire entire family? Like, what would your advice be to those people? Like, have you even thought of it from that perspective? Well, kind of, but yeah. obviously we all think differently. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you and me have very different views in a lot of things, but we also have, you well, know, a I, lot of I'm just playing views. devil's but, advocate here. I, um, I don't feel that way about our kids. No. Okay. And I get that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like people, men or women who stay home, who were stay at home parents before COVID happened. And now they're stuck with their kids. I don't know. Like everybody has a different relationship with their child and everything. And you know, there's a certain degree of patience each parent has, you know, I know I lose my shit quite often with, you know, Aiden and Austin, you know, and even the girls sometimes, um, more so with Aiden because he's so high energy and high strung that he makes me nervous and he makes me crazy. All his running around, like that kid cannot stop. But what I would say to parents who are at home is like, take this time to enjoy your kid. You know, take this time to instill in them, you know, traditions and stuff that you know and memories that you could bring up, you know, of like maybe, you know, your parents helped you when you were younger, you know, and sat down with you and spent that extra time with you to teach you something, you know, or for example, my sister, my sister's a stay-at-home mom. Uh, she doesn't live close to me. She lives a couple hours away, but she has uh, used this time of COVID to plant a garden. And yeah. it's a huge garden. Yeah. She's made like she planter really boxes, like all kinds of huge like 
this huge area in the in her backyard she has a really big backyard and she's made a garden and now she's getting her daughter who is three bella into gardening and she's made it a routine for her oldest logan who is um logan is seven like yeah, yeah. I think he's like seven, seven yeah so she's made it a routine for logan to wake up in the morning now and they all go out in the garden and she you know makes him like pull weeds and you know uh, move the soil and it's just all these different things that we now get to teach our kids, you know, that we wouldn't have been able to if COVID didn't happen. You know, yeah. even stay-at-home parents, you know, like, I don't know. I've never really been a stay-at-home parent. I've always worked. Um, the only time I got to stay home was when I had my second child, and I stayed home for a year just because he was born a little early. But uh, as in, like, staying at home, you know, and having this time now indoors on lockdown with my kid, you know, all the time, I would just say, you know, just enjoy it, you know, teach them, you know, show them right from wrong, you know, do arts and crafts. Maybe it'll even bring out something that you never even knew you liked doing, you know, like I have learned when I, when I sit down and, you know, play with the girls and teach them math, like I've learned that I have a lot of patience to do that, you know, and I like it. I like to see our kids learning. I like to see our kids like you know, enjoying the time that they get to spend with us sitting down and teaching them something. Yeah, or even blackjack, which I guess those types of things tie into what you wanted to talk about about this anyway, which is gaming. <laughs> and uh, now all of our kids are little gamers, even the, the youngest, where, you know, they like being, uh, the, the three youngest girls like being on tablet and playing games on the tablet. But not just on their tablet. Like, I know they yeah. come to us you know, after, um, you know, when they come to stay with us and visit us, that they get to play, what is the game called? Alphabet Bingo. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Smash Bros. No, they play with... Uh, oh, 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 World of Warcraft? Yeah, yeah, they play that. Oh, at the other so, house? Yeah, yeah, so, you know, the girls come and tell us, you know, how they get to have computer time and play yeah. that game, you know, and have that interaction with, the you know, their other parents, which is awesome. I think it's awesome. You know, yeah. I mean... Who would ever thought, you know, our little, you know, our little five-year-olds or even the two-year-olds would be little gamers, you know? Yeah. Um, I knew my oldest liked gaming. Um, I, I know when, you know, he was smaller, my sister and um, my brother-in-law gave my son his first Xbox. And I was so against it. I was like, no, this is a waste of time. No way. I don't want this. It's like useless information for them. Like, <laughs> I was so against it. But then at the same time, I couldn't say no because it was from my sister and my brother-in-law. And that was, you know, the, my son was the first, you know, grandchild, first nephew, first everything. So yeah. when he got the Xbox um, and he was playing, you know, he, he got really good at Minecraft. That was yeah, like the game, game when he was young, when he was smaller. And now he's really into like Fortnite and he's into Among Us. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Among and Us. And what else does to he play? To play with friends. Yeah. And those are his two main games. Yeah, yeah and he then, plays other stuff too. And it's funny because I'm he plays now, phone games too. Yeah, the phone games. And then now the, the little one, my my younger son, also uh, he always follows this in his brother's footsteps. He also likes playing those games. Yeah. And which is awesome. Nick also likes playing those games. So yeah. it's kind of funny when we all squat up at night, you know, and we get on our PCs. Because I also have a, a computer, it's a gaming computer, but um, I do my work from there as well. But we all squat up and we play Fortnite, you know, as a family, and my kids absolutely love it. Like, yeah. they, you know, they're like, 
Like, they always make fun of me because they're like, oh, Nick's going to carry you through the storm. Because God <laughs> knows I have to, like, hide behind a bush throughout the whole game in front of me killed. Yeah, and I, I played a lot of video games as a kid. I grew up, like, right when Nintendo came out. So it was, like, just a ingrained piece in my life. And before I met you, I, you know, I had a little stint where I stopped playing games pretty much altogether and got really into, like, working out and stuff. But unfortunately... With COVID, I was like, oh my God, like, what else can I do with my time? Like, I'm starting to fall back into gaming a little bit. But in a way, it's been a, it's been a nice um, way to bond with your boys. And then also... And bond, it's a nice outlet, too. Yeah, it's a good this outlet. Yeah, it's a good outlet. This morning, that, like, aside from working and, you know, being parents, like, it's a little... It's yeah, an, an outlet escape. for you. Yeah, yeah, it's an escape to, like... You know, be creative. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. And, and like now, you know, knowing that the boys are into it, we also were able to kind of tie gaming into education because the reason we we ended up getting uh, computers that could game were basically to make sure our house is well set up for distance learning. So that's one of the main reasons why, you know, yeah, both I remember of the boys when they have mentioned gaming computers now. Yeah, when they mentioned that the kids yeah. were going to be homeschooled or, you know, do distance learning, like, we yeah. all panicked. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to get, you know, Aiden well, and Austin. You had computer. those old apples that were, like, barely working. I brought them from the office. And Aiden was trying to use it for a little bit. Oh, my God, and he's going to, like, throw it out the apart. window. So, I mean, l- luckily, one of the benefits of me, like, being into that culture before is, like, I knew how to build, build a good computer I like I'm able to figure out how to get it to work very so I'm like the in in-house technical support guy yeah. for for everyone here. But um yeah, I, I think gaming has been both good and bad and it's it creates if you do it together as family, you can create some kind of um a bond through something everyone enjoys to do. Um but at the same time, like sometimes it creates distance too because you know they want to go play their own games and be in their rooms. But at least it it gives um, it gives everyone in the family a way to connect, kind of connect, and also like pass time where they otherwise would either be in school or you know be talking to friends where they don't have those same social outlets, but they can socialize with their friends through these games online, yeah. like Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, oh, so I guess uh, going back to COVID, uh, I mean, there's a lot of other big things that we've talked about and we've done, like moving away from gaming, but just around, you know, the elections and then also um, the companies that are coming out with the vaccines, you know, there's all this other stuff going around COVID that like we've kind of followed more closely I agree. Um, one thing that I wanted to just bring up right when you said the vaccines, because yeah. that like strikes a nerve, um, is will you get your child vaccinated? Like when? When is a good time? Like, are you going to do it or are you not? Are you going to get it or, and your child's not? I mean, who's going to get it? How do you feel about that? Well, I don't think we need to make those decisions yet. Uh, there's going to be a time when we do. But, but what happens, because Austin brought this up the other day. He's my oldest. And yeah. he brought this up and he said, Mom... If I have to get a vaccine to go back to school full time, I'll do it. So it's crazy because in my head, I'm like, there is no effing way you're going to get the vaccine. Like I'm kind of against it to a certain extent, but it, it just, it made me sad for my son to feel that way that 
you know, he doesn't mind that it's only 94%, you know. He's willing to take the risk. Yeah, he's willing to take the risk. He's that interested in going back to school. Exactly. Because he wants that that social dynamic. And it's sad because, to be honest, if you put all of our five kids together, you know, aside from Allie because she's too little, but... I think all of them would be willing to get the vaccine. Like, if we were to say, yeah. you know, tell the girls, hey, you, you get to go back to school and play with friends. But and then you then... need to probably be willing to get the vaccine, too. See, and so that's... Okay, so <laughs> let's rewind. If... I feel like that should be our first step if we're even... If we're going to consider getting the vaccine. Like, us as parents should get it. Maybe you first, because if you yeah. die, then I could still take well, care of the kids. I mean, that's the thing, is if if, you're, if your kids are required to get it for school, then you should be required to get it as a parent supporting your kids being vaccinated. Like, I've never had an issue with vaccinations in my past. I know, like, you feel a certain type of way about them. Even the flu shot, I used to get it all the time. So this I, last year, I didn't, and this year, I probably won't. I stopped getting... You know, taking my kids to get the flu shot like years ago. Yeah. Years ago. I know we're getting like, a little off topic, but it's yeah. in the same way. Yeah. So I stopped taking them to get flu shots years ago. And guess what? They don't get the flu. And yeah. if they do get sick, it's very mild. It's not like crazy out of control like when they used to get the flu shot. Even for me. I think I told you once too that I got the flu shot and then I got the flu that year. And I was so sick. Like, the doctor didn't even want to touch me because I had such a high fever. I couldn't open my eyes. I was, it was just horrible. Like, my body hurt. I just wanted to, like, lay on the floor and die. But, you know, and I was like, I don't understand why am I so sick if I got the flu shot. But I, yeah, I do understand that, obviously, that there's different strains of flu that come out, you know, and you don't know what kind of strain you're getting when you get the flu shot. I get that. But is that the same thing as, you know, when you do get the, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine? Like, is it going to be like, oh, you got the COVID-19 vaccine, but hey, guess what? Five months later, there's going to be a new strain of COVID that you're not vaccinated for. So that shot that you got and all those side effects that you got don't matter. Yeah, it's it's hard to say how effective it'll be or how you or other people that get it that you're close to will be affected by it. But I feel like you need to as an individual that's supporting your a family the person that that wants to you know push the family to make a certain decision needs to be the first one to go through that decision themselves so that's all. what you're saying is you're going to get the vaccine first yes i would <laughs> i i and i don't have a problem with getting it it's just and i die, I, i've worked with people that were all about persuasion around vaccinations so i know statistically there is there is information around like the efficacy of actually getting vaccinations, but I know that there's a big culture, especially where we live, of people that do not believe in that. They they think it's a conspiracy, you know. And there's and a lot of hype around anti-vaccination. Yeah. So yeah. I before I moved to Brentwood two years ago, I lived in Marin County for 15 years, which is the biggest place yes. in the world and for anti-vaccination. Yes, and in Marin County, like yeah. your my pediatrician, my son's pediatrician didn't even push me to get their vaccines because he knows where you live. <laughs> yeah. So, but they still ended up getting their vaccinations. Yeah. You know, know. Their, immuniz- their immunizations. Yeah. They still got them. Okay. But um, 
it, it was just certain things that I wanted spread out, you know, because they try to like slam the child with like all these vaccines all at once in one visit. Yeah. And the, you know, you're, you're the one that has to take a kid home and deal with, you know, the fevers, the, the vomiting, the diarrhea and the side effects. So right. I would space their vaccines out, you know, their immunizations. I would space them out, but they, they are all, you know, immunized, immunized. I can't even say it. Immunized. Immuni- ah, I can't see it either. <laughs> They're vaccinated. Immunized. <laughs> no, I can't say it. Wow. Why, why is that word so hard to say? Because Dutch Bros is... Oh, that, that's why. Yeah, it's, it's a coffee. The, it's you're, making us You're talking crazy. so fast that you can't pronounce it. Am I talking fast? Immuni... No, I can't say it. Immuni... Okay, anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, back to COVID. So, yeah, if our kids want to go back to school, which they're all very interested in doing, I, I think that's... The biggest part of this is the lack of our kids and, and us, too, being able to socialize and in an environment they're used to, which, you know, for our, our young kids, it's in person. Even our next door neighbors and the neighbors across the street, like, they, they're, they don't seem incredibly comfortable with our kids playing with them, even outside with their kids. So it, it's frustrating as a parent to not, like, not have our kids interacting with other kids. Or seeing how other parents, Yeah, and know. then trying to explain to our kids, like, why they can't go or see or play with, you know, their friends that are right by them. It, it, it's, and we haven't had these conversations as parents with the other parents around us yet. I feel like we don't quite feel comfortable doing that, but if we were to have those conversations with other parents like how would we feel if those parents said you know we just we're we're afraid of the virus we don't know where your kids have been and like how would that make us feel as parents but at the same time it's like we need to try to explain to our kids what we think is happening so that they don't feel so bad about not being able to hang out with you know the kids next door no yeah i understand yeah i get that um but to be honest with five kids do they really need other kids (laughs) yeah they do they need lots of other kids and they don't want to share with any of them i know i know (laughs) so anyway yeah i mean COVID is a big topic a lot of people are going through a lot of different things about it the the other big thing that we are you know noticing and seeing indirectly is how it's affecting the economy and how it, it's affecting people around us like that are losing their jobs, how, how people now are hustling in, in unimaginable ways before to, to try to, you know, become financially secure during these times. Like, you know, everyone with their new entrepreneurship ideas on Facebook, selling meal preps or, you know, Making clothing or lettering, like all yeah. sorts of stuff. To just try Cups to make and ends meet. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's like photographers. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of different ways people are trying to make money on the side to kind of just support. Which I life. can't knock it because, to be honest, because I um, had to close the doors of my office a little early last year, you know, because of you know the city telling me um, if I am going to be an essential worker and stay open, which I could because I offer I offer um, legal services, I was able to stay open. But I made the decision to close my doors because of my kids. Yeah. You know, I I couldn't risk it because I do see a lot of clients every day, and I don't want to risk someone coming into my office and having it. And all of a sudden I bring it home to our kids and our family. You know, I, I didn't think that was going to be a good decision or a good choice or anything. So I decided, you know, to just close, you know, the office whenever, you know, COVID got super bad. 
but it also led me to open a little tiny um, part of something that I've always wanted, which is a shaved ice truck. And it's oh, so funny because a lot of people don't know what shaved ice is, but um, it's super delicious, especially if you live in a place that's super hot, like Brentwood. Um, it's a... It's water, two ways, and sugar. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's, it's like shaved ice. It's like... Like like an icy. I know. I was um, kidding. But with yeah. we have like twenty one flavors. I invested and I bought a. Uh, I had a trailer made, you know, and customized to what I needed. And um, Nick came up with the name. It was super funny and catchy. I love it. And I started doing like all these events that people were inviting me to. Um, that found out that I had it. I got you know licensed and insured, and I made it an LLC for myself. LLC, right? Sole yeah. proprietor. Why don't yeah. you just say the name? Oh yeah, so it's called the Happy Ice Hole. It's super cute. Um, it has a little penguin holding a little shaved ice, and um, with a fishing pole. With a fishing fish, pole. Fished out of the girls ice love hole. it. Aiden's worked in it. I mean, everybody loves it. Um, yeah. So I did that throughout the summer just to kind of like get out of the house and you know get out. And I got to meet so many cool people, like so many other people that have you know uh, food trucks and. Uh, food vendors and our downtown some of the downtown businesses that you know asked for me to go and do events for their stores or their businesses uh, we went to Oakley as well we've been to like different places yeah um, it was it was pretty awesome it was pretty awesome that I got to do that and you know that's just something that COVID allowed me to do because aside at any other given time in my life I probably wouldn't have done it um, because I don't have time, you know, I'm constantly like running back and forth, kids, you know, school with them, events, trainings, football, my work, my business. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, you found ways to make time to do it. And I, I know that it allowed you to have an outlet that you needed at the time to kind of you know, not have to overthink about everything that was going on too. It, it gave you another way to continually work on an off season for you. Um, so that, you know, COVID wasn't such a, you know, over overbearing, uh, experience, like just being at home and not having any kind of outlet for your time, you know? Yeah. Well, In some ways. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can always find something to do. Yeah. Always. Yeah, you're you're pretty good at that. That's true. Yeah. You always have different ideas you want to try or do or experience. Yeah. We've got to do a lot of like mini excursions too. We yeah. Took our office with us going yeah. hiking or going to see something awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. So let's wrap it up. There is one other thing I wanted to mention about. COVID and then it slipped my mind. So maybe we'll have to save it for another conversation, but to just wrap things up. So we, we talked about COVID. We talked about how it related to our kids. We talked about how it related to the environment, our work, um, work the economy. Uh, we pretty much covered the spectrum, I, I would say on COVID, but there's <laughs> always more to say, always more to talk about, always more to Commiser commiserate on but uh yeah i i feel like we we covered it well yeah i agree what else would you like to say to close out 
It's all you, Nick. It's all me. It's well, all you. If you like their content and want to leave us a note, feel free to send us an email at fivekidsdeep at gmail.com.